Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast, proudly supported by Sideline Sports Grill at Erina. On this week's show, we talk to Matt Nash, discuss the F3 derby and some terrible referee. How are you guys? Not too bad, yourself? I'm well. Well, thank you. Right, this week's walkout song. Aaron Zero. 70s. Celebrate good times, come on. That's it. So what's this got to do with something? Because we had a good time on Sunday. No. <laughs> we weren't really celebrating. No, it's not to do with us. Mm. Oh. Yeah, Josh is... Bullet. Oh, dear. As soon as you said it's not to do with us, I was like, yeah. Well, he scored. And some people say that he's still celebrating. (laughs) He's still celebrating at Auburn Maccas. Punching kids. Yeah. (laughs) That's more Happy Meal, kid. Um, What are you eating nuggets for, you little fucker? (laughs) (laughs) Right, so refereeing. Might as well get it off uh, off now. Well, you, you needed to turn this song off because we're not celebrating we good not, times no. with the referees. No good times. This, is, this one's for Bullet. Just to send this one out to love songs, love dedications for Bullet. <laughs> he, need, he needs more. He needs more tats. He needs a love heart tat. He needs well, a Macca's, already got Macca's one. tat. He needs, it's he on he his he chest. Need, he needs a Golden Archer's tat. <laughs> <laughs> that would break. That would actually break social media, wouldn't it? If he like uploaded a photo of him getting a Macca's tat. I I'll work on that. Have like a heart around like it's just like Macca's plus bullet in like a love heart. Yeah, KB and like an M in the same love heart or something. <laughs> There's still some space on his left K- cheek K- or something. KB, isn't KB, KB love M or an, a little M where his tear is on the <laughs> other side. One for every Macca's burger he's had or something. I don't know. But it right. was a goal. It was a goal. It was a goal. It was a hundred percent goal. We'll get to that though. And that's what's wrong. It's not wrong. It is. It it's wrong. Really, it was freaking hilarious. It's wrong. The referees. Back to subject. It was funny to watch. It was funny. It was but hilarious to watch. Nothing better than the face that he made when he realised that the <laughs> linesman had his flag up. The poor, innocent, misunderstood soul. <laughs> it's, uh, but honestly, it's not just oh, every game this weekend had a bad refereeing decision in it, which turned the tide of the game. And it's not just this this round. It's been all season. The referee's just been... Did I, you see how today... The, I tried to swear, but they've been fucking up the whole season. The, re, the refs... Was it the refs boss or one of the refs boss said, oh, the A-League refs have never been better? Yeah, well, Aaron and I were discussing this before... What? Before we were recording. You want to elaborate? Can't, you can't say that. The fact is... It's a that, stupid thing to say publicly. Exactly, it, but... It, it, Statistically, it might be true if they're making the small decisions correct. But this year... But they're stuffing up the big calls. This correct. year, that's what seems to be the focus. So maybe he's right statistically, but it, that's not what's important. What's important to fans is who cares if a throw-in on halfway that results in a turnover is, goes the wrong way. No one really cares about that. We only that's care only about the controversial situation. Did, did you see that Simon Hill came out? Um, to defend the referees and say that the coaches and everything have got to treat the referees with more respect. Yeah, I can, I can see his yeah. point, but 
No. You, you can't get... Referees like, think this that they're the show. Yeah. Like, they do. I know they have this discussion in ben, England all the time. Ben frickin' Williams, the star of the, his own show. Yeah, the the refs in... like They discuss this on BBC all the time. They think... The, some of the refs over there think that the people come to watch them and then... They're the centerpiece to the whole attraction. But the fact is that egos. if they're not being if they're not being personally derided, then why are they so thin skinned? So if Paul Ocon says to the referee, you know, even if he says it in a nasty tone, uses the F word and a few other expletives at the same time about the handball that, that wasn't Unless Paul Ocon is saying, listen, Stephen Lucas, you dickhead, then he's not getting personal, so Stephen how, how Lucas shouldn't respond the, with how, shut up. How ridiculous was that? You don't, you don't tell a coach to shut up. Totally when they, unprofessional. When he's probably just asked him a simple question. Oh, shut up. Just, and, that's just so, yeah, yeah, like you said. just unprofessional. Absolutely unprofessional. Yeah. If he calls him names or gets personal or, you know, the wife or... Calls him a wanker. Fine, yeah, fair enough. Fine. But, but if one, he's just not, asking about no a decision... no provocation, no. It's seriously. just ridiculous. And some of the decisions, like... They cut over Scapes Red Card Scores winner in round two. Then we had a couple of goals denied through offsides in round three against Western Sydney in round four. Round five, David Carney scored an amazing goal after catching the ball on the nine-yard spot. (laughs) Round six, Wanderers were denied a clear penalty against the victory. Uh, Round Still round six, City played for 20 seconds with an extra man on the field as if they can't play well enough with the men that they should have on the field. And, and what happened? Nothing happened. There was Nothing no happened. sanction. What a round, surprise. Round seven, we're on fire. We've got the Karen Bullet incident. We love that. We've got confusion over whether Ryan Grant was given a yellow. Or oh, yeah. Who knows? What, no one that knows what happened. Oh, we had, that was, <laughs> everyone had to look at the video replay to find out the answer to that, I think. And uh, then we've got uh, Glory allowed to um, have a goal that uh, on any other week would have been... With uh, Totally taken out. Well, he catches the ball. He's got two hands on the ball, and the that's ball a, is then foul. dislodged it's, from his that's hands. That's been a foul for 150 years. Exactly. Why isn't it now? I don't know. Since Jesus was keeping. Basically. Then we've got the whole... He wasn't very um, good with crosses, though. We, <laughs> we haven't, he always saved. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned yet that Luke Bratton scored for City when the linesman had flagged offside because another player was interfering with play, but the referee overruled him. And Remember this is one? all in the first seven <coughs> rounds of the season. Exactly, and wow. Paul Paul Ocon would have us believe that, that something went wrong for us in the referee stakes in every match but for the first four rounds. There's 20 it? rounds to go, and that's we've already got all that for, after seven rounds. Wow. What a league. I'm all for the referees, you know, a bit of human uh, interaction there and, and they make mistakes and, you know, we move on. But this year, whether it's or not just Greg blatant. O'Rourke just likes it or not, mistakes. just before decisions. the Jets' goal, we saw, well, I was down low and Monty, sh- Monty got fouled. Well, I think Monty got fouled right in I, front of us. I think it was a foul too. Because Monty was in front and he gets pushed That's over. That's how they scored that goal because Monty wasn't in his in his... Defensive mid spot and they yeah. just cut us open straight away from the from the counter. Like I could be, it could be just me. But he tried to get around. He was his in. Man he was he in got, front. Fouled, and he was pushed over. That's that's a foul to me. Mora doesn't look convinced. I didn't check the video, so I can't really comment. But I'm with you. Watching it I live, was standing near you, and at the live, same time as you like thought that it was a foul. It was a dead set foul. We all whinged that it wasn't a foul, and they then ran away. And um, our we whinged because was lost the f- in the because the non foul led to a goal. But yeah. if nothing happened off it, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. True. Anyway, uh, well, speaking of shit refs, soccer fives. My God. <laughs> 
I'm too unfit to play, so you can take this away. A league refs must be getting the rest from there. Personally. I, I have found that soccer fives have some pretty bad refs, but most most of them can still referee better than I can play. Well, get this: <laughs> our goalkeeper and one of the opposition players sort of traded positions, so our keeper came out and one of them went in, which is a penalty or a foul straight away. So we thought, right, we'll just give the keeper the ball and play on. Instead, the ball was rolling towards the goal. Really, really slow. And then our keeper just walked back in and picked it back up. Um, it was near the line, but nowhere near over it. And then the, the stupid bitch called her. <laughs> like, we've had we've had absolutely brilliant female ref there. I think her name was Lauren. We had her for about three weeks in a row. Best ref I've ever had there. Um, and then they give us some clowns. And it, I don't know. It's just... Bloody I can understand. Again. I can just understand why the A League. I'm not saying it's anywhere near the same level, but you know, refs at this level are as bad as refs at A League level. It seems it's probably true, but but probably not being paid as well as at least the professional ones. That's the thing yeah. they get. They get paid yeah. full time salaries, and they're still terrible. Yeah, and then it's not. We we don't need perfection, but I don't think we need the FFA FFA coming out and telling us all that they're clean skins. It's, it just feels like if you tell me enough of that, I'll start believing that crap when it's crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I'd love to see the referees do an interview post-match. I don't know whether or not that's... They've done it a few times, but not ever, not after every game. Because I don't really I even think they feel should. like... When they explain their decisions, though, I don't really necessarily feel like They did it after the Carney handball. Solves the problem. Was it Beath or one of, them, well, one, of the, one of the refs said, oh, from my, from my vision, I was impeded by the defender and the assistant didn't contact me, so it was play on and a goal. Fair enough. Hearing the explanations does make it. Like, if they can't see, one of my pet hates is referees who blow decisions that they think they saw. They didn't see them because they couldn't see them because the yeah. incident took place on the other side of another player, but they yeah. blow it anyway because they think that's what happened. Right, Breeze that, um, and a few other refs. That saved, that saved us like in that. our grand final win. Remember when Pedge handballed in the box? Yep. The ref was way out of position and that's why he didn't call it. Didn't see it. Well, if he didn't see it, you can't call it. What about Judas handballed in the box? That never happened. <laughs> Fortunately, the Brisbane one didn't happen. Right, on to Fred's questions. Um, with uh, You know what? I thought I met Fred, and uh, I met some guy who looked exactly like, uh, like Fred. And he said, oh, well done, like with the drumming. And I said, oh, thanks. And I said, are you Fred? And he goes, no. And I was like, oh. So who was it? Awkward. I don't know. Bill. It's didn't even ask his name? No, Fred must have a doppelganger out there or something like that. <laughs> Maybe it's Fred's evil twin. Well, he's not the only bloke out there that's bald. It probably. It probably was. It's not like I look go up, walk up to a mate of ours, Ian, and go, oh, "Are you Fred?" No. <laughs> it, it probably was Fred. He just didn't want to admit oh, it. To you. Right <laughs> on, yeah. Forever rocking. He the, maybe he thought I was you. <laughs> well, that's kind of understandable then. <laughs> Radar forever rocking the the bald beard combo. He pulls it off well. <laughs> he does. Right. With the FFA pretty much saying uh, no to a team for now in Tasmania, what are your thoughts around moving a home game down there? No. One for Canberra, one for Taz. No, 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 no. Canberra, I'm cool with, but taking it to Hobart or Launceston, that's no, too far. Way too far. That's, that's victory territory anyway, as far as I'm concerned. Only if there's 100,000 reasons for us to do it. 
if there's a hundred thousand reasons for us to do it, and we can go and play in Launceston, like AFL, we did once I, before, and, and AFL has a strangle stranglehold on on Tasmania with I think Hawthorne and North Melbourne both play home games down there during their season. So, yeah. And his second question is: If you had a destination to move a game, uh, where would you choose and against who? Mm, he asked for one realistic and one crazy one. My got, crazy one would those. be Thailand. Thailand. Yeah. So we're spe- we're going overseas or we're keeping in Australia? I went overseas. I went overseas, going to Thailand. It'd be a nice holiday. Uh, realis- well, realistic, realistic orange. Because pre- the pre-season that. game that we played in orange, a couple of, well, that was a year and a bit ago now, was really good. And that is Mariners' territory as well. Yeah, so the Western orange, realistic, crazy. Um, uh, trying to think, Japan maybe? Football, football country, and because I'd like yeah. to go to Japan, <laughs> basically. ACL. Fair enough. Yeah, but that's a, yeah. I guess it's ACL. The states, the states would be nice, but then that's MLS. It's territory. Who cares? We're going for fanciful stuff here. I've gone to Wembley, and if not Wembley, then Anfield. Why did you move to New Zealand? That's Wellington territory. Basically, yeah. Who wants to go there? That's what I'm thinking. Anything overseas just seems stupid to me. Anyway. Yes, but that's sort of fanciful stuff, you know, and uh, as for regional How support, about we play one on Menace Island? <laughs> Nauru. <laughs> Hamilton right, Island? we're just going to move forward. Hamilton um, Island. first Good game idea. of the round was West Sydney at home against City, one all. We briefly well, touched on Bullet before. Well, obviously Bullet's goal. <laughs> I didn't touch was, Bullet. That was called offside. Uh, you know why that was called offside? Because he the, was in, offside in the, fir- the, first, in the yeah. first half, he was called offside about 30 million <laughs> times. So the other assistant ref's gone, oh, it was probably offside. So I just but he was lunging into tackles like nothing else. Well, I, did, I honestly thought, oh, yeah. Yeah. I he, thought was, he wasn't going to last. Yeah, I thought he was going to get sent off. Now we look at Morrow, wait for his he's, sensible... He's, he's tight-lipped and he, he's got no analysts. idea what's going on. No, nah, City failed to close this game out, didn't they? I thought they had it in their grasp when KL scored his goal, but... Um, I, I watched the first half back because I was actually... Well, <coughs> didn't watch the first half live, but I watched the first half back and it was... Oh, it was boring as... It was actually it was a really boring, boring first game. Half. Karen Bullitt's antics actually even the second entertainment. Even, even the second half wasn't that great either. True. Now, okay, Maura, you and I were speaking about this before. It, do you think that the... Like, do you think that City are a team of champions or champion team? Do you think they can do it? I think they're a, they're I don't a think champion they're team of in individuals. Yeah, I think that's the the single biggest issue for they all coach. seem individuals off to me. I think. Yeah, well, Johnny Van Ship is going to have to figure out how to fit all of those massive heads into the right bus to get to the right location. I, I don't think they can fit. I don't um, think Cahill, Cahill and no. Cahill's head into a, into the city training ground because his ego is so. And Fornaroli him and they don't mix. Yeah, and the hard part, the yeah, difficult part there is that we, um, if we're ch- if we're we, making yeah. choices and we've we had this conversation, the then Fornaroli well, stays. And we Cahill all we goes. all know we all know <laughs> Cahill works best when he's just up up front by himself and he just whip crosses into him. The last twenty minutes. But Fornaroli is a completely different player. Fornaroli plays best on the pitch, whereas I think at the moment Kale plays best on the billboard that's outside the ground with the lights pointing onto it. Kale is a bum is bums on seats. So is Fornaroli, but Fornaroli obviously scores the goals, cracking goals at that. So <sighs> he's he's like we said, we, I think we said it a few times that he's easily the best player in the league. So I think the football public would go to see. Uh, Fornaroli, but the general public would go to see Cahill. Yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's pretty much it. Good good summation there. Yeah, if you're not a football fan, you go to see Cahill. If you're a 
football fan, you probably go to see Fornaroli. Do you think uh, West Sydney have turned a corner here, or was, did, was City just poor? No, it was a poor game all around from two poor teams. I remember seeing a tweet from one of our fans. I think I can't remember who it was though. But like, if oh, it was if if the F three derby was this poor, everyone would shit on it. But because it's the Wanderers in City, no one's saying how poor the game was. Mm, that's true. The only one that I saw on Twitter that said how poor the game was was Gaddy. No, I, and he's a I saw fan. and I saw no, I saw <laughs> no one else on Twitter say, "Oh, this was such a poor game." I'm like, why it was? Yeah. If 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 it was like if it, we had played in it's it's obviously us playing the victim again. But if we had played in a game that poor, what would be the what would be the response on social media? Oh, kick the Mariners out. You need relegation. Yeah. yeah. Right. Next game. Uh, I only lasted the first half on this. Honestly, it was it was too, too late. late. Uh, Perth. Three-one against Adelaide at home. I don't mind Friday night games, but having Perth Friday night games, yeah. I'm not sure about that. I reckon this should have been a draw, and I don't think it should definitely shouldn't be two Friday night games. It was a it was a decent <coughs> it was a decent game at least. It was better than the game before it. Well, it had a lot of things to be interested in. But Ross, Roston's goal was pretty good from yeah. inside the box. Yeah, that was yeah. a good yeah. goal. Yeah, not so good was his assist. Which one was that? The one that he headed out of Galekovic's oh, hand. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was an assist, I think. And and oh, it did uh, count. and really, I'm dudded. I'm, I'm peeved with the refs. That's why I was peeved. Adel- Adelaide before. got dudded. Peeved, Adel- Adelaide I'm definitely peeved. got dudded out of it because if, yeah. if that goal, obviously, it's not a goal when the keeper gets no, taken it's out. Fair. It's okay. it's one one and it's yeah. anyone's game. But when Perth scored that second goal, Adelaide going to panic station because they need an equaliser and then obviously. Last last kick of the game or last head of the game, Keo makes it three one to win the game. Exactly. So. No, Adelaide imploded. This should have yeah. been a draw. We t- I tipped a I draw. Do, I do and agree with uh, that. Probably both teams probably deserved a point. Yeah. Adelaide for Wooden Spoon. Do you think they can turn it around or not? They're nah, making a good play for it at the moment. I think they'll turn it around. Yeah, they, so do they I. They got think. too much quality to be. You tipped Adelaide spooners. this week, didn't you? Uh, did I? Yeah, I remember saying it was ne- it would be next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got that one wrong. <coughs> I'm, I'm not tipping them to. They certainly won't be, in my estimation, top four. No, no, I agree with that. I think they'll be around. They can recover fifth or, fifth or sixth. I think. Yeah, they can recover make from the where they're at. But, but um, if they don't make finals, I think Amor is probably out of a job. Did yeah, he? well, he got sent to the stands as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he did. And he was, so and that was after that was after the, the goal that shouldn't well. have been. So yeah, like, that was that was the and most I'd seen Amor fired up ever. And it was because he touched the fourth official. Is that what I'm reading? I think that's. I what think I he read called. Yeah, he called the fourth official a puta. That's probably why. <laughs> Whatever that is. Right. So uh, Phoenix. <laughs> you know what that means? Like it's like yeah, wanker we'll, in Spanish. We'll leave it then. Oh, okay. uh, Phoenix victory was postponed. Um, Raw versus Sydney, also known as State of Origin game, by the looks of it. Brilliante's goal was a bloody cracker. Hmm. Was there a little bit of a hint of an offside player before that? Anyway. Yeah, it was. Bross did come <coughs> back from an offside position. That's what it looked like to me. Controversy. But it was it was a good finish, no doubt about that. Oof. Only marginally better though than Christensen's response. That was pretty good. That was too. a very good that was a that was placed perfectly oh, in the in the fr- in the into the into the to- uh, bottom corner. Yeah, Vukas, you know, gave him the f- gave Sydney the full Sydney stretch. top points for the first time yes. this season. Yes. So yeah. Sydney's still way out on top though. They were, but um, they were not. I really, really hope Sydney go on like a losing streak. That'd be good. I'd like to see that. Mm. But I don't know if it's going to happen, though. I'm I'm definitely envious of their squad depth. Their squad's really good. Well, I'll probably be um, found to be wrong, but um, I've started having my doubts about Bozo. I mean Bobo. Bozo? Yeah. 
I'm just that's a brilliant. That, that's seen, brilliant. Seen one we'll call him Bozo comments. from now on. I've if he was if two. he was bad though, I wish he would have like been a flop. So we could we could have called him Bozo, but he hasn't been a flop so far. No, I wouldn't say he's been a flop. I'm just underwhelmed by what he's adding, and uh, I'm wondering. As I saw somebody else commenting on social media today, I'm wondering when the um, questions will start getting asked, and they will start getting asked if they stop their winning streak. Well, I, I reckon Ninkovic has completely like outplayed him. Like oh, he's, no he's got he's got more he's well he's got more goals and more assists and mm-hmm. more more of the plaudits. Totally agree. And he is uh, he's ahead of Cahill in my um, uh, runoff. Who's I'd, the best player in the league? I'd Fornaroli almost leads. I'd almost say Ninkovic second best in the league behind yep. Fornaroli. That's what I'd say too. Some say Ninkovic. It's, it's hard. It's hard to compliment. Funny. It's hard to compliment Sydney, but it, it's you know it would probably be a miss of us not to because obviously they're top of the league, unbeaten, True. and playing pretty good football. But the the biggest thing was obviously Grant. The ref, funny. the the oh, that was so confusing. Like you can't the refer if you're a referee, you can't take a yellow out of your pocket and then put it back in your pocket and not. Maybe it was a, a threat. A threat. Do you, mate? Do you want one of these? Because I'll give you. I've one. never seen that happen before ever. I have. Really? <laughs> yeah. Local we came. Yeah. Oh, pff, local. I'm yeah. I'm talking. I'm talking <laughs> professional football. Here, yeah. Mate. No. Oh. Uh, yeah, I have seen a professional, yeah. I've seen him pull one out of the top pocket and then point to it and say, like, threaten him. I've, like, ne- okay, I've never seen it before. So I think some people said he put it back in his pocket because he saw the replay on the t- on the, on the big screen and it wasn't a foul. And it actually wasn't a foul. It was a good tackle by Grant. Mm. But when he got that, or what we thought was a second yellow and he didn't go off, everyone, Aloisi was livid on the sideline. So line. a positive for um, video rest? Oh... That that's issue is so convoluted. Yeah, I know. I so know. I don't. Uh, I'm still fifty fifty on that. Yeah, no. All right, still last not. up was F three derby one all. Great day. Amazing was. away support. Good, uh, brilliant away support. Well done, everyone that came up. Top shelf. I didn't get that blisters. was that was easily that was easily the best Newcastle away in probably what three or four seasons. It's I'd say the best one since finals up there. Probably 2008. Yeah. Really? That far? That long ago? Yeah. It's been a long time well, since we've had decent support up there. Big shout out to the club for having Jets Away included in the membership because that yeah, absolutely that, may happen, put yeah. swayed people to go to the game rather than watch it at home. And the, on top of that, all the options around transport and making the it buses, easy. The bus, the bus the, was fantastic. The, yeah. the buses, the free tickets. If well, you didn't go, yeah. if you're a Mariners fan and you, didn't, and you had the chance to go but didn't, you missed out. Make sure you go to the next one. It was a lot of fun. Anyway, on to the game. Um, I think the first half, was we played pretty well. Yeah, it was a good first McGinn half. McGinn got the goal that we probably deserved out of the half. I agree. Um, again, second half, he sort of dropped off, do you think? I think we didn't really start the second half. No. I've, I've spoken to other people and they've disagreed with me, but from honestly, I was facing the other way a lot of the time with the drum. But from what I could see, and just like getting the vibe from the pitch, we, it, it I don't think we, almost felt we, we were well. nervous. We were one 0 up. Yeah, I, I I agree. I think it is a bit of nerves that oh shit, we're in front. What do we do? Yeah, yeah the first fifteen minutes or so in the second half, we weren't able to dominate the way we had been in the first half, which was probably a combination of of what you guys just said and the fact that Newcastle probably you know tinkered with a few things in the sheds. I definitely think that the first half performance is probably down to oh. I don't know if it's selfish for us to, for me to say, but I think the first half performance definitely down to the travelling support. 
I think they saw the travelling support and thought, well, that probably gave them a pump up. So mm. that's what that's what we're there for, really. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and some of the players have, have um, sort of voiced that now, and that, that feels really good that we're at least able oh, yeah. to. Roy's you know. little interview today, uh, yeah, yeah. praising yeah. the fans. Yeah, that was good. But but in that second half, when we when they did uh, when the uh, our dominance sort of ended, then th- it, we then got about sort of fifteen twenty minutes into that half, and that's when the cards started to come out. And uh, it was a, it was true. weird. The referee. Sort of changed his tack halfway through, didn't the he? First yeah, the first card f- came the in the sixty something. The first half, you let a lot of things go, but yeah. the second half, uh, just, did someone tap him on the shoulder and say you need to give some cards out? Well, do you think challenges? the tackle started getting a bit harder in the second half? Do you think uh, someone had a word at halftime and said, "Look, what are you doing? Like, get in there." I think I think maybe Newcastle maybe stepped up the physicality a bit. Do you think we did likewise to combat that? Not as well as probably they did. Well, probably that's where we started then getting Ro- cards. And then, Rose, yeah. and then Rose getting sent off didn't help. And as soon as Rose got sent off, we were playing for the point, for sure. I, I was fine with a point away after that. So I, was I. After the first half, I'm thinking, oh, shit, we're going to win this. But as soon as the second half, I just, yeah, I got sort of bad vibes in the second half. And in the, was it the last sort of 15 minutes they were dominating us? I'm thinking, oh, God, no, don't don't score again. Please don't score again because I'd be really annoyed if we didn't get anything out of that game exactly. for the first half performance. Yep, exactly right. I think we can all agree that uh, man of the match was Izzo. Yeah, Absolutely, sure. yeah, made, made a good fantastic save. Saves. When, uh, when Coco, <laughs> was it Coco or Coco or whatever his name is, came on and put a header in and saved, a, saved it, mm. bloody good save. And then Coco got the fractured jaw. Did you hear about that? No, I didn't. No, um, I missed that one. Bingham, like him and Bingham, had like a clash at the at a corner and fractured. Coco fractured his jaw. Well, Bingham saved the goal. <laughs> he did because Co- he got in the way. Yeah, Coco's going to make the header inside the far post. Yeah, and Bingham jumps at it and somehow gets in between the yeah. goal and Coco. I think he's Coco headed. The, he's headed the back of Bingham's head. I think. He has. Oh, lovely. He has. Yeah. yeah, that hurts. Too. Probably would have hurt Bingham, but Ugh. probably wouldn't have hurt as much as a fractured jaw. I Lovely. wanted to. Uh, I wanted to find that Liam Rose's yellow cards weren't, but sadly, when I re- rewound them several times, no, they was. were both of them. Well, I didn't think it was. I thought the second yellow was harsh, but I think we were real, we yellow, two miles yeah. away, and then I saw the it is harsh like, though. Oh. Well, it's harsh in the context of other decisions. I can see why it was given though. He did. Yeah. Have, it's because his arm was outstretched, and yeah, but he's leaning towards. back. Your natural position as you're leaning back yeah. is to balance yourself with your hands and your arms. Yes, but when in that replay, no, if you no, slow there's no that defending down, that tomorrow. Then the arm is moving towards the ball. I can, I, I'm not happy that it was given, obviously, no. but I can see why the referee gave him the second yellow. So can I. I. I think in the context of other decisions this year, it's a horrendous decision because there's been a whole bunch of handballs that haven't even been seen, let alone given a Carney, card. Carney catching exactly. a bloody ball in the box. <laughs> yeah, the score. Exactly. Yeah, that's Sydney exactly. though, so it's okay. <laughs> um, who tackled Payne? Sorry, I forget. Oh, oh we were through on goal. I'm thinking, oh, shit, we're going to score here. Do you reckon... Okay, so is that a red now? Or nah, a, a fi- was, I think FIFA. He, he was too far away from the goal and the angle. Yep. If he was close, if he was inside the box and close to the goal, obviously that's a pen and a red for sure. Yeah, I, I think I was happy with the yellow for so. half a second. I thought it was a pen. I, I think it was pretty close to the box. Yeah, yeah, but it was probably only what a yard out from the from the. It's box. a shame that um, yeah that 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 happened. I would have loved to see him Payne get through and put that in the bottom. Absolutely. And what about <laughs> that saved the goal for sure? I think that that tackle yeah. saved the goal. Uh, Donovan nearly uh, capitalised on an error from. Uh, Oof! Oh, yeah. God, that was close. Yeah. It's it a was. shame that uh, who, uh, I think it was Payne that was offside, and um, it's a shame he just couldn't lock it square and 
put it around him. But well, that was when he got tackled, wasn't? I, yeah, wasn't yeah. Roy free in the box? He, if, yeah, if, straight after. If Payne squared it to Roy, Roy's finishing that, and it's two one, and we win the game. So mm. it's a, oh, as a lot of people say, it's a game of inches. It's also a game of fans, and there yeah. were and there were plenty of them up there. But it's going to be hard to repeat that. Um, yeah, when we got a Thursday night game, pre-game, thanks FFA. Pre-game, we're going to have the same sausages. Oh, well, that's it. There's going to be twice well, as many people that. there once they yeah, hear about the sausages. I'm having five of them. They were good sausages. That's my cheat day. Done. That's my cheat day. I'm just gonna. I was from Carry On Quality Meats. I'm just gonna look up his name. I think it was Jake. Yeah, so it was, sure. it was, yeah, I think it was Jake. I saw a tweet from the Mariners. Camp. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. thanks for Jake from uh, so that was Quality the Meats. That thanks was the meat supplier, Mariners. was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, brilliant. you got good meat, mate. Yeah. So, what about the issue of bringing that support home? Because plenty of our fans have um, jumped on to. Um, well, I'll, I'll leave that one to you. Aaron. Talking. The about problem is your demographic, mate. Well, you know what? The problem is my demographic. Yeah, good. no doubt about it. Those Go damn, home and have a good long hard look at yourself in the mirror, like I always do, and um, <laughs> ask yourself why you aren't down in Bay Sixteen at home games. Because I'm old and uh, jumping around like that, I'm still recovering from Sunday now. And, um, yeah, I and, know. And so I, ca- I love to do that when I'm on <coughs> the away trips I or definitely whatever. had a sore back yesterday from But I like to sit down and, and eat my prawn sandwiches when I'm in Bay 40. So, okay, I guess the message we're trying to convey here is um, as much as, you know, we would love to have more people there. and it's not aw- going to happen. No, away support... You get a lot more people in that wouldn't usually be there in the same bay, singing the same songs. Because that's getting that's involved. How it, that's how it works. All the away supporters have to get together. Yeah. In the, and in that's the same away games. Couple of bays. And that's great work that people saw that as being a priority this time. Well, we well done it. to people that joined in. That that those don't, same don't people. Join in. Those same people at home will just go to the usual mm. seats and do the usual thing where they sit down. Watch and the game. maybe answer who do we sing for every now and then. But what those people have got to do is do what I am going to do. The people in Bay 40 know just how annoying I am. I will be equally as annoying or even more annoying. Oh, I'll mate, take you couldn't be any more annoying I than you are now. I can, but you haven't been up into Bay 40. You should check that out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you've got to take that back to your own bay and you've got to get a few other people in the bay to get on the wagon of um, singing a few of those songs. And that's how you spread that throughout the stadium. So as much as I'd love to be down there and to see the same level of yellow as we had. And, yeah, al- and also because our, our fan base is pretty largely, major- large, largely majority old, older generation, don't you think? Do you think our fan was base reasonably is diplomatically I put think we better so ask, I, I, totally um, st- I totally stuffed up that reasoning, but it made, sort no, of made it, sense. We'll ask Dan yeah. next week and we'll get the ages what from What the percentage him. of yeah. ages are, yeah. yeah. Anyway... Um, Look, the thing that we get the shits about is when um, we get criticised, like, where the hell is Yellow Army? Well, where the hell are you? Exactly right. It is an individual <laughs> thing. The, if you the, want to the biggest, the big, The biggest criticism from active support are from people that sit in the expensive seats and expect that active support is there for them. For the, it's, it's, it's their right to have active support. No, no, it doesn't work like that. We have lost a countless amount of people since season one. 
Absolutely. Have you seen have you seen like season one and two photos where the, there's three bays packed out? Yeah. And that's about the engagement part of it and engaging with the right demographic and it's hard for us. We um I did some population analysis at some oh, stage in the last couple of years and in Western Sydney, to give an example, you will have more than thirty percent of the population within the age group that might be interested in being part of an active Which support is a group. younger demographic. Like our our active <coughs> is dominant dominated by what do you reckon, 20 to 35-year-old males, I'd say? No. Up here? No, no, no. On the Central Coast, our demographic is dominated by about 20-odd percent over 60s. Yeah, because the the Central Coast is a retirement retirement village. So so the population levels of people in the age group... I'm talking our active bay, though. The active bay. No, there's a fair few high teens. There's definitely female. Fair few high teens. Yeah, and and mid-teens as well, I think. Mm. And I dare say there's been a few older people who have sort of, you know, stayed stuck to it because that's the kind of demographic we have and we haven't, you know, replaced it with young freshies or whatever. Um, No, but a lot of people haven't hung around. Like, going back to season one, there's so many faces I see around the stadium that just... Used to be active but don't do it anymore. Shame. Yeah, anyway... All right, well, that's enough disappointment. So don't criticise us. Like, we do our best. And um, exactly, like if you if you want to make a difference, come over and join us. We're we're not we're a, we're a pretty good bunch of people. So that's how you will make a difference. And you can make a difference by chanting. You can't make a difference by complaining. Can I just point this out? See what you can do with people power instead. Of, like with using your voices. Try and get people like, instead if you, if of having in, a band. Get in, get into your bay and just like start chanting and clapping and getting into it. Like that's, that's all you ask for. I don't know if we've spoken about this on the podcast or not. I don't know. I've put it on a forum. The band. As, as good as they were a couple of years ago when they first came in, they have taken over the chance so much. What are you smirking about? It's a hard balance with the band. But there is a okay. lot of people who love the band, but on the other side yeah, of Yeah, but things, who loves the band? People that aren't inactive. Yeah, that's probably right. And they have their it's unique sort of signature. But, we, but as you're trying to say, then we really have to maintain a level of... of proper active support because it's the chanting that it gets other people involved. I mean, I can't really sit up in Bay 40 and go... Some of the best active days that we've had were before the band. Yeah, I don't... So when we do stuff like... It's people power, it's not about the band. One of the most popular chants we've got is that drum chant I do where people just put their hands up and go coast. That is really effective, and it was really effective on the weekend. Well, that was my opinion anyway. Yeah, it was. All the chants on the weekend were effective. And the whole stadium gets involved in that, or I've seen them get involved with that. You don't need fucking trumpets over the top of that. But isn't that the the thing that needs to be the balance, that there are some excellent opportunities to have trumpets and and brass and whatever, but there are other opportunities, certain chants, which really don't lend themselves to a tune. In fact, I think the chant you're talking about doesn't actually have a tune. No. When you try and play a tune, to it then it kind of turns it into something that isn't the same and maybe discourages the chanting so to me got to be a balance there and the amount of drums that come now balance like they've got a whole drum kit there there's no point to it that's why you don't bring your drum anymore besides yeah i get the shits because half the guys don't know that don't know the chance they know what to do and you got a fucking snare drum doing like double time what's the point Anyway, that's my rant. <laughs> and a good one it was. Decent rant. Good rant. Uh, anyway, that's why um, 
honestly, I think the last couple of seasons you've seen even more people leave because there's no point to chanting because you, you're drowned out. So it'll be, it's a fine balance, really, to bring the strengths out of the band and then bring strengths out of the chanting as well. But yeah. I, know, I, know, I don't know what you mean by them starting stuff by themselves without like getting involved in... The last home game was just terrible. They started everything, yeah. But if you can get that balance to work, obviously there are times when the band sounds good and, and can be good. There are other times when uh, chants sound really good and are really good. And a good example of that is what happened on the weekend. We had fantastic chants. But then again, like no band. Watching, watching games back <coughs> on Fox, because I record all the games, like our home games, all you can hear is the band. Yeah. And that's a good part to it. It creates this sort of an atmosphere even for the TV audience. And I even like that. But there has oh, to be I, a balance I can, I with can, the chant. Yeah, I, I definitely agree when, with no, that. See, what you... What it basically comes down to is when you've got a melody that doesn't have any lyrics to it, that's when the band comes in. Yep. But as soon as you've got something that is purely vocal, there should be a drum keeping time because God knows our fans can't keep time, and then the fans singing. Yeah, I think that's right. There's a, there's a balance there, and so there needs to be some way to sort of coordinate those two things. Anyway. I'll yell out to you all from Bay 40 and say, coordinate no, it no, down no. there, you, you? No, you're joining us on Thursday. Oh, am I? Yes. Okay. No, you, you won't be able to say that when you've got prawn sangers in your mouth. We need you to take care of um, Harry because Harry's, Harry's left the Bay, so now you need to come in. You're his substitute now. What? I'll, I need to find Harry and drag his butt back down to the Bay. Yeah. Well, I saw him on the weekend and he wasn't interested. He so. was sitting in my seat at the <laughs> yeah, Derby. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird seeing you down the front standing <laughs> on a chair. It's very odd. <laughs> Very odd behaviour, Morrow. <laughs> Don't worry, it won't happen too often. All right, we're joined by Matt Nash, goalkeeping coach. How are you, Matt? Not too bad, guys. How are you guys? We're well, we're well. Very well. Very well, thanks. Um, Izzo looks in fine form this season. Uh, he stepped up to his game massively, and that's a credit to him and, and yourself. So, well done with that. Um, halfway through uh, your second stint with our club, you took on the uh, the keeper's coach uh, job when Crawley left Sydney. Uh, what did you take out of your time with John? Um, I've been working with John basically while I was playing. Um, as a coach, as well, I was playing. I worked at his academy. And um, I actually filled in for the Mariners a few times when John was doing his um, coaching badges. So, look, a, a lot of the stuff that, that I do now with the boys is is basically very similar to what, what Crawley used to do with me as a player and um, and what I learnt over, geez, 10 years at least with, with John Crawley as a, as a player. So a, a lot of most of the things that I know and, and still do now is all influenced by, by JC himself. So... Um, I, I have my own little spin on a few things that I do because the game's changing and I believe as a coach we have to change with it. So, um, yeah, that, that's, that's basically what I've taken from John is, is a lot of knowledge, really. Cool. How much time, um, as, say, a percentage, compared to the senior keepers, would you spend with the youth, youth keepers? Um, or is that a task that falls to Ben Khan? No. Um, how, how, we, how we kind of run things with the, the club is... Um, the youth keepers are in with me most of the time, um, and when they are needed 
bite with Benny Khan. So for a tactical session or something where they're not going to be in with an isolated goalkeeping session, we, we sit down at the start of the week and work out which sessions are best for the keepers to go in with Benny and which sessions they're, they're best to stay on um, with me to get a bit of tactical work in. So um, it varies from week to week. Uh, I think we've, we've noticed that Izzo has uh, started maybe talking and communicating with the team a bit more this season. I think some fans probably noticed last season he was a bit quiet on the field. Have you? Is that something that you and Paolo have worked on with him? Yeah, like um, communication is a massive part of a goalkeeper to be able to um, uh, read the game, one, know what you're talking about, um, know your playing style, know what the coach wants from you. Um, and you know, last year was Izzo's first real year in the league. So being only 20 years old, sometimes you might be a little bit um, intimidated by the game a little bit when you get out there. So you tend to go into your shell a little bit and be quiet. It's very common for younger keepers to do that. Um, and as you grow with confidence, um, you start to talk more because you, you feel better about yourself in, in amongst the team and, and the environment. And if you're playing well, you, you tend to step up and, and talk more. So I think last year was a tough year for his. Um, so I think this year he's been much more positive. Um, the team's more positive and, and it makes it easier to assert yourself on the team. So I think that the two seasons are completely different, but he's learned a lot from last year. Um, and yeah, he, he's putting it all into place this year. So you mentioned before about the, the changing style of the gameplay um, since you took over. What has Paolo got you doing with the, the passing? Because I know a lot of the fans get annoyed with um, a lot of back passes to, to Izzo. Um, are you working on his foot technique and passing and distribution? Yeah, that's one thing we've, um, I've, I've added more into my sessions because um, last year our playing style wasn't play out. It wasn't to keep possession of the back. So the goalkeepers didn't do as much work at, at training with their feet as what they have been this year. So all the goalkeepers do much more work this year with their feet. Um, they're in more of the, uh, the sessions, say, like a possession drill with the team, which also helps them improve with their feet and decision-making. So, yeah, like you, you obviously adapt as a coach to what the, what the head coach wants and you design your sessions around that. So is this year, and, and Ivan and Piercy, um, they're, they're doing much more work with the team to, to improve their feet and their distribution. How, how has the competition that's clearly been taking place with the goalkeepers, um, Matt, how's that impacting on Ivan and, and in a broader sense all of the keepers? Because there's obviously a bit of competition there this year that hasn't existed so much in the past. Yeah, see, um, we've got three excellent keepers at the club at the moment. We've got really good stocks. Um, when Ivan comes to the club, he, um, you know, he put his stamp on um, that he's an experienced keeper and, and he's just kind of seen that and, and stepped up and has pushed him at training and then, then that has a flow on to Adam Pearce who sees both of them two going and he's like, well, I better step up here as well and, and you know, keep up with these other two. And um, to Pearce's credit, he's had two outstanding games in the youth team. He saved two penalties two weeks in a row. Um, and he's doing really well as well. And and the training sessions, it's, uh, you know, it's an enjoyable to coach them because they're all pushing each other and it doesn't have to have that drive from the coach to, to create competition because they're doing it between themselves. And what it, that does, it has a flow-on effect to the field because they know that they've got two other guys nipping at their butts. So, um, yeah, competition is healthy at training and it's good. 
Um, just going back to yourself, we've got a question from Owen McLeod. He's, he asks, uh, what was the transition like for you going from a playing role to a coaching position in a club full of uh, old teammates and to a group of people that are now your students? Yeah, um, it's, it's a change and you never know what, what to expect with it. Um, but as I said, I'd, I'd filled in times before um, when, when Crawley had been away doing badges and I'd, I'd done a couple of stints when, when Vuka was there. Um, I didn't have the pleasure of uh, doing a stint when Maddie was there. Um, but I'd done it before and I had to coach mates um, that, you know, and you've just got to be, when you walk onto the pitch, you've got to be professional and then you can still be mates once you're off the pitch, but you just got to have that professionalism about you when you when you go onto the pitch and make sure that they do their work, you do your work, and and it's just um it's just work at the end of the day once you get out of, across that that training line. Are you still playing yourself, like locally or something like that, or are you just hung out your boots? No, I'm not. I hung up the boots. I had a, I had a little run down in Nara with with my mates. I always said when I finished playing, I'd go back to where I started with my mates and I played a bit of pub soccer down there. I only played seven games um, just in between the off season. Um, had a bit of fun. I, I never played in goals. I, I played as a centre back and um, yeah, just, just for a bit of fun to go down and see my parents and let my kids go down there to meet the grandparents as well. Cause we don't get a lot of time in the, uh, during the season to catch up with family. So I took any chance I could to go down there and, and snuck in a game while I was there. Uh, what do you, do, how much youth do you see coming through? Like, is a how many trials do you get through that you see a lot of potential? Someone that we might sign in the future. Um, to be to be honest, lately um, we haven't had a look at, at too much youth coming through. Where we're putting all our focus at the moment for me is is on the um, is on the main keepers. But um, like I did a bit of work with the Mariners Academy last year. So you've got good uh, kids coming you've got through there. Pearson Munford in the youth, don't you? Yeah, we've got Pierce and Mumford in the youth at the moment. Yep, I mean, Pierce is developing well. Mumford's only new to the club. Um, I've only known him for for a few sessions, but Mumford's got a good with his feet. He's a he's a, got a great attitude, and um, he's he's a young kid, and um, he'll improve as he um, trains more with, with the the senior football. That always helps. This is a question from uh, a, a listener, Michael Hitchcock. What did you work on in the off season? Um, in, in particular, he asked about um, set pieces and walls. Sorry, can you repeat that? It just broke up a little bit. Yeah, you're right. He he is asking about uh, the type of stuff that you worked on in the off season and whether any of that re- was around set pieces and walls. Um, we we worked on on the wall setting and, and set pieces all through last year, and um, I, I know the public um, we we conceded a few set pieces. Um, through you know poor wall setting, there was also um, to Izzo's defence a few walls that weren't real strong that got pushed out of the road a few times. Um, but we we definitely did work on that, and we always do a video analysis after every game, and we we go through every little fine detail. And um, part part of wall setting is a tough one because you have to do it very quick, and if you haven't been playing regularly, it's not something you can really um, practice under pressure. So it's hard to replicate at training to set up a wall very quickly um, because in a game you've got fans yelling at you, you've got crowd yelling at you, you, it, it, you know the ref, there's players not listening because they kind of switch off in those situations. They think it's a rest time. So we had to really work on is communication in those situations to um, make sure that the walls were set up properly. Um, and yeah, that that was worked on. It was week in week out thing and. 
a lot of it comes down to communication and, and getting it done quickly and then being confident in, in the wall and then just knowing different situations. And as I said, when, when you haven't been playing a lot as a young kid and then you get into that high-speed environment where you're under pressure, um, sometimes you know, mistakes can happen. But um, this year we're, we've been very good with the walls so far, um, touch wood. And, yeah, if it keeps going like that, we'll, we'll be happy with that. Yeah, some of the walls last season were as effective as Hadrian's wall, so... It's good to see you know, more effective this season. Um, now, Bryce has stitched you up, mate. Um, he's told us that you've got the nickname Toast or The Florist. What's that Toast. about? Toast? Okay, look, I, I got Toast when I was a player. Okay, um, I can't remember who gave it to me, but I, when, I, when I go into a new environment, I'm normally pretty quiet, and um, I just keep to myself for a while, and um, people thought that my sense of humour was very dry, like Toast. <laughs> <laughs> so um, until I until I I think it was Brent Griffiths actually that gave it to me until I came out of my shell a bit, um, uh, people didn't really know me in that environment. And then it was too late. By then I was given toast, and that's what happened. And <laughs> it kind of stuck. Right. Um, and I, I don't know where the florist one come from. Uh, that was one of Bryce's. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I bought my missus some flowers the other week. Maybe it was because of that. <laughs> well, what would, oh, Bryce know, right. what would Bryce know about flowers? He didn't give one to... Uh, Lauren. Yeah. The girl that he oh, yeah. slide tackled. <laughs> and uh, Bryce... Oh, I hope it wasn't my Lauren. <laughs> De Nicolo. <laughs> one of the a, staff um, members. Oh, uh, yes. One of the staff members. I forgot about that. He refused well, to buy I, I think flowers. Bryce, I hope Bryce bought her 100 roses. No, he, he, he refuses he re- to buy his wife flowers. He, he, he said, I'm not going to buy flowers. I don't even buy my wife flowers. And we're thinking, <laughs> wow, that's a bit harsh. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I think he should have. It was a bad tackle, wasn't it, Matt? <laughs> it, it was a brutal tackle. I, <laughs> I was actually talking with the keepers one day about some of the worst tackles you've seen um, in, in your career. And I said, look, what, the worst tackle I've ever seen in my career, it was actually on this training pitch, and it was by one of the coaching staff on the female... Uh, staff worker, I said it, it was horrendous. Like if you'd get you'd get jail time if it was in the public. <laughs> well, Brent Griffiths uh, tackling the sauce bottle is pretty bad too. Well, I can tell you the two suck- tackles were very similar. I think they were both on chicks as well. I think there was a lady yeah, they were. They were. Yeah. The, the sauce bottle was a girl. Yeah. Shh, don't tell. Well. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, we might have to get together and stitch him up. Um, one last silly question that someone's asked on Twitter where you can say anything you want, it seems. Would you rather fight a, uh, a Donovan-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized Donovans? <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have, to think, you have to think about that. <laughs> you, you know what? I'd fight the duck because I'd just kick it. It'd, it'd be small. <laughs> No, it's it's the size of O'Donovan. That's <laughs> uh, and uh, oh, okay. So the size of Roy O'Donovan. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, he, he he kicks a lot of keepers at training, Roy. So he, he'd be after me. <laughs> training um, too. It's an Irish duck too, so you know, yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah, <laughs> I'd go with the small ducks. Is it was that the other the yeah, other? Yeah, that's a hundred of them. Hundreds? No, hundred yeah, duck sized O'Donovans. I, just imagine a yeah. hundred leprechauns. Oh, I wouldn't want to. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't want to fight any of them. I'd, I'd run. Yeah, that was the third option. That had to be the third, the third option. Just run away. Wise decision. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
Uh, thanks for joining us the this week, The person that lives and runs lives to fight another day. <laughs> nice <laughs> I can word. tell this tale. All right, well, thanks for joining us, Matt. We appreciate it. Not a problem, guys. Thanks for the call. All right. Thanks, thanks Matt. So, following on from the Nash interview, um, Bryce has been in touch and told me he calls him the florist because he likes to make his own arrangements. <laughs> so, that's the reason behind that. Zing. Zing. Anyway, you know what time of week it is? <laughs> now, I'm not going to do... Look, there was some stuff out there that was stupid. Well, <clears throat> we had one f- fan that... Um, Got exposed. As a Jets fan. Bummer. Get off our fucking page. <laughs> um, or at least keep the Jets fanery well, I, to a minimum. Yeah, I, I don't... Look, I personally don't agree with having two clubs. Um, but if you are going to do that thing and that's your thing, then just stop bagging at our club and stop posting negative shit about them. I've read a lot of your stuff and it's fucking dreadful. Anyway, on to Mr. Hunt. Right. He uh, he posted on an article. <laughs> he posted an essay on an article. Uh, I'm just going to give you the short part. I noted that three quarters of the Mariners supporters had left the stadium before the players came over to say thank you. To capitalise on emotion and moment, do you think that the players could come over a little earlier? Take control, management, or those who have that job. Forget the media for a short time after the game. Remember, the fans and... What the hell is he written here? Remember the fans and let the players come over to all supporters before they leave the ground. That way the family club can touch base with the little younger ones and youth attending the match. Josh is banging his head on the table. Which is our future. Just some food for thought. Those softies who weren't working or who weren't sick on game day and didn't turn up should be ashamed that they didn't travel one hour to support the club. Now, Eddie, mate. I didn't say you at Sydney away, Eddie. Yeah. Sydney away, you whinged like a bitch for hours and you didn't show up. So, shut that one up, your ass. Dot, 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 Spokesperson? Josh. Right. <laughs> now, someone pointed out to him that they have media commitments, which they're, you know, contractually obliged to do. What? And they did come over pretty quick. They did Let's come over quick. Let's be honest. We can't force people to stay. He, look, he points out that he even thanked the clubs. Most of the fans had left within seven to ten minutes. Now, that is bullshit. Um, the only people who left uh, with seven to ten minutes afterwards are people that don't care about you know, talking to the players. So, you know, they, they just want to get back in the car and piss off back home. So, you know, they're not they're not going to miss out, dude, honestly. Um, only asked the players to come over a little earlier. How is that being negative? That's not being negative, it's just being stupid. Um, and can <laughs> the management thing just stop? It's got nothing to do with the management. Seriously. I think he's just, he's pointing the finger in the wrong place. Clearly the referee needs to stop the game without injury time and they can spend the injury time with us. Exactly right. I agree with that, Aaron. Clearly. I'm, I'm sorry, Eddie. I, 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 I disagree on the dickhead call now. I think you're a top bloke. And you got Shut s- up, Josh. He's a dickhead. <laughs> the players need to drink. They're not going to run for 90 minutes. 
uh, oh, sorry, 45 if you take the half time out. They need a fucking drink. They need to cool down. They need to do the media um, requirements. Yeah, thank you. And then, then they can come over. Nothing wrong with that. Life's about choices. But you can choose to beat the traffic by racing out of the stadium or you can choose to congratulate your players on how they went in the game. You don't get both. Yeah. Sorry. Don't be such a fucking hypocrite about not travelling an hour. <laughs> Prick. No one likes you. Fire up. I'm fire. I'm still pissed off about the band. Spokesperson <laughs> Philip James. Find him on Twitter at... at no. Kidding. Yeah, you can give that out if you want. <laughs> Honestly, these... You can find me on Twitter too. It's pretty... It's everyone mostly knows these my Twitter. These dumbasses that get onto Facebook and yeah, just think they know shit everything. out of their fingers. And, okay... And another thing oh, is... I'm, I'm outraged about something. I'm outraged. I'm outraged about the Mariners. Oh my Stop God. tapping the desk. It goes through to the microphone. Now, <laughs> that was the point. Start recording that it. was the point. Now... I, ju- I just came up with Compose New Tweet and it was just all gibberish. <laughs> Should I do that? It's an Eddie Hunt comment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough dots there, Josh. Now, we... Don't dot, break your keyboard. Dot. Dot. Ooh. I just put in like 30 million dots. Some people think that um, we're spokespeople for the club. We are not. Who said that? A few people. Um, if, if this was endorsed by the club, half of this stuff would have to be edited out, surely. More than half. All of it. Now, people have also asked me to cut out certain sections um, that involve the club and just post them by themselves. I'm not doing that. Um, it's a podcast. You put everything together. Yeah. However, last week, uh, the talk with Sean... This is a bit more serious than this music. Um... Talk with Sean, um, I think, deserved its own its own section. And so the podcast I've done that. did go for a long time. Went for nearly two hours. So I cut that bit out. Um, if you see anyone say anything about Canberra, um, just send them that link. Yeah. I Look, on, on Canberra, I'm pissed off that we're going back there. I'm, I don't really want to go back. I don't think anyone besides probably Canberra Mariner supporters are keen to, for us to play in Canberra. But... Hearing Sean explain it last week, like we were meant to go to Dubbo and that thing fell through. That's the only reason we're going back to Canberra. And for the people that say, oh, why don't we have it at home then? That shit happened last year or the year before and we charged people for it to attend even though they'd already paid for the membership and, and was it was a time. shit fight. My ears are still ringing from the whinging. So, you know, as much as some people think that I'm just towing the club line, I'm not. I... I can see the reasoning behind it, and if you want to see the reasoning behind it, then share. Listen to the, listen to the Sean interview from last year. I don't care last week. I don't care if you don't listen to the whole podcast. Just listen to that thing. Anyway, so it's just yeah. me being fucking exactly. rambling this like, episode, isn't it? <laughs> we 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 make fun of we make fun of the podcast itself. So who who listened to this? But seriously, if you want to know everything about Canberra, listen to what Sean says. He's good enough to give us his time as the CEO of the club when he doesn't have to. He sits down here with us. Top bloke comes in, sits down, talks about everything to do with the club, and he gives the fans answers. So anyone on the Facebook page that says, oh, well, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? Cam- uh, Sean's probably already answered it on this podcast. And for all the fucking morons that think that Charlesworth isn't focused on the coast, we've seen some plans <sighs> for the stadium. We've seen some plans for the, the training centre. We haven't brought it up before because it's not public knowledge yet. Uh, well, it's. I don't think we should put that in. No, it's okay. Are you sure? Yeah, we've seen we've seen the we've seen the project that um, the club have are going to put forward. 
And they're staying on the coast. And can we stop this bullshit about Charles? Oh, Charlesworth doesn't spend any money on quality players anymore. Just... Do people realise that we pretty much have a full roster? I know. Oh, and that there I is know. no transfer it's, it's rules in so, Australia? Oh, the fans of this, some of the fans of this club just give me And we can't years. spend the money that we were spending We can't spend the cap. Here. We cannot spend the entire cap. We don't have enough money for that. Look it up in the Ex- Turnbull. Expecting Charlesworth to, sp- to put in more money to spend the entire cap is just stupid. Turnbull's gone bust, pretty much. Yeah. From the money he put in his club. It's like the, the old saying, how do you make a small fortune in football? You start with a large one. I, We need to be sustainable. Yeah. And unfortunately, that comes at a cost on the field for now. I'm, I, I, I can see the future. Well, I can't see the future, but I can see a positive future where, you know, we do start performing again. When things start turning over, it's all about patience. A lot of a lot when of things starts in sport, coming in. a lot of things about sport are patience. You know, there's every football team. Yeah, in you're the world. an Arsenal fan. You'd know about that. You had to get the stadium oh, built. Says, the, says well. the Tottenham fan. Shut Jesus up. Christ! <laughs> 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 We're about to start our stadium now. Or we are we, we going to start the the North London bands? Are we? That's nothing to do with the Mariners. But don't we need don't we need to just settle down a little bit and let something come to fruition? We've been through three. We've hired three coaches in the last couple of years. We've got a coach at the moment who is coaching a team of blokes that he didn't hire, and in we, Janu- I think January, January. We don't really know whether or not he's going to, you know, make major wholesale changes or try to, um, or exactly what moves he's going to make. But I think unless we you've, actually you've wait to, to see time. whether one of these directions that we're taking is actually going to bear fruit, and I think Paul Ocon's a good horse to back in that race, um, then we're never going to find some, out. I, I, I swear to God, some of the fan, some of our fans think that we're a big club. And we can spend every we can spend all all the money on all this other stuff that we just can't afford. Seriously, just stop it. Anyone though who really wonders about who's still wondering after all of the talk from the club, all of the talk from Sean, etc., about um, we're not moving anywhere. If you haven't seen what it looks like at the Centre of Excellence, you've got to see that because the whole precinct. If you can walk out of this precinct that has Mariners badges all over it and feel like the Mariners are not here to stay. I don't know how you can do. I that. I mean, Charlesworth basically built the COE with his with his money, with his own money. Like, don't say that Charlesworth um, hasn't put any money into the club. Pretty sure Gorman still has part Doesn't ownership. He? Yeah, um, I thought Charlesworth I put so. in. I think I thought Charlesworth was one hundred percent his money with the COE. Regardless, this site is about investment in the future of the Mariners. Exactly. So stop the anyone that still thinks, oh, we're going to be moved to North Sydney, we're going to be moved to Canberra. No, it's 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 not going to happen. It's 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 more likely we what we go into liquidation than we move to another another town. Yep. I don't think any of those things are likely. And no, it's not likely. We need some peaceful music after that. <sighs> I'm just so fired up to we, calm you back down again. We 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 need like an uh, we need like an old soul classic, just to get the bad vibes off you. You need here's something else to get pissed about. Oh, you ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Mariners at home against Perth. Thursday night. Oh, that segue. Brilliant segue. Perth played Friday night. We play Sunday. Get the six-day turnaround. We Why get the, the fuck are we playing oh, on Thursday night? I don't night? know. Why, why have the FFA given us a Thursday night game? Why? A year there's ago. Be 30, there's going to be 30 people there and a dog. That's a year it. ago, there was probably an explanation for why this might have happened. Or Thursday, some, sometime yonks ago. Thursday night games logical. do not work in the slightest. Yeah, no, it's... <laughs> 
I don't even know how Perth get here on Thursdays. <laughs> how oh. is that possible? <laughs> Do planes come here for uh, Thursday um, games? And, and midweek flight, maybe. Crikey. It's just... Yeah. And for us to have... It's, it's just... Oh, FFA has such poor scheduling with the with the A League. It's unbelievable. How how can how do we go from a Sunday Arvo game to a Thursday game? We uh, the clowns in charge. Yeah. Well, it, you know the the reason we're always concerned well, what, to Sundays what? is because of the number of TV viewers we don't have, and oh, presumably yeah. this Thursday is the same thing. I've exactly looked at the right. other games. They yeah, given us Perth, there's going to be what twenty k Perth fans, thirty k maybe football fans. So it's probably going to get fifty k viewership. And they've already got a Wellington game for Sunday afternoon. <sighs> yeah. So oh, City at home, isn't it? Is City it? at home to Wellington. Is it on yeah. Sunday? Yeah. Yep. On Sunday, yeah. Yep. yep. So, so what's, um, the, what's the Friday night game? Uh, Wanderers at home against Rule. Oh, well, that's why we didn't get Friday night then, because Wanderers are at home. Exactly. Just got some nice relax mu- relaxation music coming on. Is this like the chiropractor music? Yes. Yeah, when you walk, into, the, when the, you walk um, into a doctor's surgery? Like the spa. No, no, it's where you go oh, for like, relaxation therapy and other stuff, so... Take a deep breath. I'm still fucking pissed off. I definitely, need a, I, def- <laughs> I definitely need a massage after that one. Right. You're not getting a happy ending from me, that's for sure. <laughs> right. So how do you think we're going to go? Uh, oh, I've, got, I've seriously got... In no the idea. football match? Yeah, in the... Fo- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is that what we're here for? <laughs> we're going to win. We're going to win. Why? Because Perth, they're, they're floating along on a bubble of nothing. They, 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 scored, they scored a goal that was heading the ball out of the goalkeeper's hands, which caused the opposition to capitulate even more so than they had capitulated previously against us. I think Keogh is going to be very dangerous for our back four. Yeah, I've yeah, just true. got. I'm, I've just got this, feel, and got Liam, this feeling of win. Leon will be out. Leon will be out with suspension. Yeah. So. Uh, Fatih will come back in maybe, or yeah. if he's not injured still. But um, oh, I don't know. Keo definitely dang- Marinkovic on set pieces always dangerous. I think Marinkovic is probably best dead ball player in the league. Mm, and Castro, don't forget. So and Castro as well. So yeah. hopefully Monty take cares, t- uh, takes care of him. Ca- uh, yeah, Castro are uh, two footed needed. Mm. Um, Those two blokes were absent when they came over to play against Sydney. How Just how are we same. playing Perth again? We played Perth first round and we now talked we're playing about them again. Week, mate. It's, oh, it's so it's so frustrating. Yeah, this this music's done fucking nothing for me. I'm so pissed <laughs> off. I'm just an angry person. I'll turn it anger. <laughs> I'll put some Metallica on for you later. Right. Speaking okay. of Metallica, good new album. Um, Friday night game, as we mentioned, <laughs> Wanderers at home against Raw. Hopefully, Bullet scores another onside goal. And it's, it's, called, and it's called offside. <laughs> and celebrates for an hour. And he celebrate. He, he goes as far to celebrate at the Olympic Park Maccas. Petual celebration. Um, I'm, I'm going to go, go, go draw. Spotless is not being kind. But it has Wanderers to end. haven't won there yet. No, it's, lots of draws. Wanderers, yeah, it's all been draws. 2-2 yeah. two, two against Newcastle, 1-1 one, one against us, 1-1 one, one against City. Hmm. I can't pick Brisbane to win though, so therefore Wanderers and I can't pick a what is it a fourth draw? That's I can't pick them. Wanderers. Yeah. Wanderers so are in bad form. I'm going to go for Wanderers. <sighs> yeah, nah, but they'll draw. draw. I can't say they're all good against City, but they, I think they're slightly better team. Well, they won the game two one. Yeah. Oh, except for the scorer didn't score that bullet goal. <laughs> yeah, as much as I don't <laughs> like Cahill, that was a pretty decent goal. 
It was a decent goal. He, it was he not was as good as Fornaroli's one he, previous week. He was week. just in the right spot at the right time, really. Yeah. Anyway, okay. First Saturday game, uh, victory at home against the Jets. Oof. Oh, uh, I'm, victory at home. I've got to think really hard. <laughs> All right. Next game, Sydney at home against Adelaide. Sydney. Sydney. If if Adelaide win this game, it could be the turning point of their season for sure. Beating Sydney away. This, yeah, you got a point there. I think this could be the upset of the round. Oh, I'm really, It'd be a I'm massive re- I'm upset. really tempted to, to tip Adelaide now just to put the mocker on Sydney, but I'm, I'm going to say head head says probably Sydney, but I'm, I'll be pulling for Adelaide in the game for sure. Wonder what that much is paying. I have to look at that. Sydney definitely. Adelaide, Adelaide, Adelaide are worth a sneaky tenner, I reckon, on the on a, on the bet mm. if they're what four dollars or more on the on the bet. Amor will probably be having tenor on that. Oh, and yeah, he's up in Amor, the Amor's not going to be. Yeah, Amor's not going to be on the sideline because Odality won't be there. Suspension. Popovich got suspended as well. We've got to mention that. No, no, not not suspended. Fined. Yeah. Three grand, and then the Wanderers fans have already made a GoFundMe for it. Do you think when two teams have to play against each other and both coaches are in a box somewhere that nobody can see, then Greg O'Rourke will realise that it's not necessarily the coaches? Yeah. Well, who was it? Um, it was Keo in for Perth against City. He yeah. was up there banging against the window. <laughs> and, and Kenny, Ken, Kenny Lowe. Oh, sorry, Kenny Lowe. Kenny, not Keo. Kenny, yeah. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny Lowe. It's K Lowe. He's he's doing the um the the Titanic the, the Titanic Stevie <laughs> scene on the window. No, he he made the box. He made those boxes fear for their lives like he was Craig Bellamy. <laughs> Have you seen Craig Bellamy when the Storm play and the, what he does to those boxes and what he does to his really assistant coaches? I think he abuses out. the assistant coaches and then like bangs the door and the window. Love with him. Right, last game. Uh, City at home against Phoenix. City. Yep, KLFC all the way. I can see another Fornaroli base here. Vision FC. What? It's not Fornaroli FC. Wake up to yourself. It's Cahill FC. I don't like it's Darren. Vision, it's Vision FC. Okay, all right then. FFA FC. It's Darren Fornaroli FC. Yeah, Melbourne City. <laughs> Definitely. Too easy. Wellington, they don't know what they're doing yet. All right, that's it for this week's show. Um, don't forget to get down, get down to sidelines. Um, tonight they've got a uh, all-you-can-eat Philly cheesesteak and wings. Oh. That sounds absolutely amazing. I... I really want to get down there. My, my mouth's watering. Yeah, I want that now. <laughs> You're right, Moro? No, after hearing about that, I want that. That's, yeah. Mm. My stomach's growling. Exactly, mine too. All I had was a ham roll for lunch. Oh, that's that's just lame. Mm. That's so you. That's what Mel made me for lunch. No prawns? No prawns. It's unusual. No, it wasn't at the game. I'll yeah. have them Thursday. Anyway, that's it for this week's show. Thank you for listening. Shout out to um, Michael Hitchcock. I met him on the weekend at the away game. It's good to meet people that um, listen to the show. Absolutely. Especially Fred. Was it good to meet Fred? <laughs> As I mentioned, it was Fred's twin. He's doppelganger. <laughs> 
Fred probably should have come down and um, been in the front row. With I know, us. Fred. Where are you, mate? We come and you. say hello. Yeah, exactly. We were, we we couldn't really tell where you were because the, the only thing behind us was a crowd of people over the top of us. But yeah, but still, I apologise to the people that um, I blocked their view. That's um, why Josh was in the front. Might stand in front of you. You look so angry. Well, you look so distant in that photo that we. I swear, I swear that photo was taken like, um, like I was probably nervous. Like the last what, 15 minutes of the game, I was so nervous we were going to concede and we'll lose the game. Yeah. That's why I was so serious. I'm thinking, oh God, don't, don't concede, please. Yeah, I, just, I, I was praying. There was a long time there I thought we were going to lose. I think it was 20 to go. And they, it, they started dominating us. Yeah. Like, oh no, here we go. Anyway. But thank God we, we held out for oh, it's my first. It was my girlfriend's first ever game. But did she like it? She didn't look like she liked it. No, <laughs> she liked the ga- she liked the game, not so much. The what about what about support? how you got her standing in front of Cheese Man? That's going to turn did, her off for a life. Yeah, yeah, she was not happy about that. I said, look, did you notice that every time he tried to start a chant, no one else followed him? That's I said, why. That's why. That's what people think of his comments. So I know it might be offensive what he says, but you know, no one else agrees with him. So, but no, she's going to be. She's she'll be coming back, just not in the active. Fair enough. I can understand Active's that. not for everyone. Yeah, you don't want to stand next to Mora all the time, do you? Did don't, she, don't want to stand next to me all the time. Did she punch on with any of the right cops? No, she wasn't as tough as Mel. Oh. No, she didn't go looking for trouble. Like she um, apparently knocked out one of the insector lads. It's <laughs> oh, probably understandable. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention that. How were those twerps up on the hill like, trying to start? Just... Were they on the hill or were they sitting in our I boat? I barely know. They, they were different guys, yeah. Oh, okay. Um... Yeah, where were the security? That was weird. Well, they came and had a chat to those um, boys who were sitting in our bay. And then, yeah, they gave up after 15 minutes, didn't they? Yeah. They disappeared. Yeah, I don't even know what they, what the point of the exercise was. Mm. I don't think they engaged us at all. No. This is, this is what, I like the song. This is Elbow. One of my favourite bands. Elbow. Elbow. You should check them out. Big in the UK, not so much over here. Oh, look it up. I bet you I get a lot of responses that are anatomy websites. Yes. <laughs> um, there are, yeah, if you Google elbow. There'll be some other responses. Why, there are, why are we still talking? Why are we still here? Because I enjoy talking tomorrow. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you to it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, yeah, just be careful where you look up elbow because there are some weird stuff that comes up, especially if you go onto torrent sites. Elbow. Yeah. I went to go see him last October, and uh, absolutely brilliant. But um, everyone around me was British. There should be a band called Ass, really, shouldn't there? There probably is a band called Ass. But if there was, I probably wouldn't know me Ass from me elbow, really. Bazinga. Oh, that's it. <laughs> we're done here. That's 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 the end. We're of, done. That's, that's it. That's it. That we're done. <laughs> Good night.